Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind, and today I'm joined by a very special guest that I feel very privileged to be able to introduce you to. I'm very passionate about powerful women in business and most particularly, I'm very passionate about women who uh, go for what they believe in, who are resilient and against all odds, get back up, brush themselves off and keep chasing their dreams. And this amazing individual is one of those people. Today, I get to introduce you to Jessica Keeley. Jessica is the co-founder of a natural perfume company, Sensorium. And she's going to tell you all about this. But what I am so excited to share with you is her backstory. I met Jessica many years ago when we were going through speakers training. Jessica is now a keynote speaker. She's also been through the ups and downs of business. She's had challenges with partners in business. She's had challenges with having to pivot her business. And most importantly, one of the things that Jessica is a powerhouse at doing is working out what her unique selling proposition is and rolling with that and rolling with it hard. I am so excited to share with you the journey she's currently on, and I know that you're going to find her in empowering, inspiring, and a breath of fresh air to listen to. So I'm going to hand over to her now and introducing the amazing Jessica Keeley, co-founder of Sensorium. Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam and I am so excited to be joined by a very special friend that I have not seen for a very long time, but I'm super excited to reconnect with the beautiful Jessica Keeley. Welcome on in, Jessica. Thank you, Sam, for having me. Now, I've already told our guests just a little bit about you, Jessica, but we obviously had, and I'm going to say it would have been, we had the opportunity to meet maybe five or six years ago now. I don't know if I've, time's flown. It might be longer. (laughs) But I got the opportunity to meet you at the Speakers Institute. As many of our listeners know, one of, before I started uh, professionally keynote speaking, I I did some training with the amazing Sam Cawthorn and I met you at one of the workshops that we did in Sydney and got to hear all about your amazing business. And I've been, I've had the pleasure of watching your journey over the years through social media and we've connected from time to time. And I know that a lot of our listeners as also solopreneurs and and business owners themselves, you know, in, in whatever shape or form that looks like, often feel like they are uh, completely on their own in this. And I've been able to watch you go through those ebbs and flows and do some amazing things along the way. So I'm super keen to talk to you today. Before we get into all of that, though, can you tell us a little bit about your co-founder now of Sensorium? Mm -hmm. I know a little bit about this business, but I'm really excited for you to share just a little bit about your journey with our listeners and the amazing business that you are in today. Thank you, Sam. Yes, the evolution of life that we've (laughs) ebbed and flowed together along the way and where I'm at at this particular chapter. Yes, Sensorium is an online natural perfumery. So basically we specialise in 100% natural luxury perfumes from around the world 
and get them out to people who are really interested in making that switch from a commercial fragrance for whatever reason. Sometimes that's health. Sometimes it's pregnancy or trying to get pregnant or an interest in this new area of natural perfume. And we've put together a really great collection of those. Very discerning collection, I would say. Yes. And I love this because you've taken something that is a very sensory thing, a very, you know, hence the name, I guess, but a very, something that we associate needing to be in person to experience. And you've taken it online. Now, I think this is amazing because we've got a lot of our listeners, as you know, are in direct selling. So they've got party plan, network marketing, and MLM businesses. Mm. Many of them work with products that are very similar to this in Mm. that they are sensory products. So whether it's uh, fragrance-based or whether it is color-based, so skincare or makeup products, things that people really feel that they are up against it when they have to go into an online space. Mm. You've actually voluntarily said, I'm going to go online with something that is a sensory-based item. So can you just talk through this and what your thinking was when it came to, hey, you know what, I'm going to take something that people need to experience in person normally or they think they do and I'm going to jump online with this. Yeah, it's an interesting one when a little bit of hindsight you're like, yeah, that was really interesting, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) What was happening there? Um, Yeah. I guess partly it was our times in that Mm. we are all online and you have access to a a greater community, world, et cetera, at your fingertips when you take it online. But it also meant that it was going to push us to find a new way of helping people to experience it. Uh, And one of the main reasons why I sort of started it, because it it was a seed that looked a little different to what it is now, sort of three or four years ago, and it has evolved over time because it was just a side hustle for a little while and and then now it's really moved into something more full-time. And it's that idea of it's really hard to find good natural perfume. So when you Mm. want to actually make the switch and you're interested in it, which I was, was my journey, I then had to go to the markets or I had to jump online and do a whole lot of searching or I had to go and find little far out places uh, and really a lot of it was actually online and I had to order it for myself. So yeah. th- I wanted to make that easier for people I wanted so that the yeah. switch is easier because that's one of my underlying values is for the environment, for the health of ourselves mm-hmm. and the health of the planet. So how can I make this easier for people so more people are going to do it? So we had to do it online and then that forced us to go, all right, how do we then become the best at selling perfume online? <laughs> so that that yep. becomes the challenge, the entrepreneurial challenge in a way. And so now we're not we're not completely losing the physical. This that still is important. I have people come to my home and they do a sensory experience here. We, we're going to start doing pop-ups with some collaborators. We're not going to completely lose that at all, but we know that the main one and the main play is in that online environment. And how can we do that so that we have this co-sensory experience across the screen? The technology is now starting to be developed, though, where it will actually be able to come across your screen at the same time. Are you serious? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. They're working on it. Okay. 
Mm. Well, we're going to talk a bit about the sensory experience in a minute because I actually got the fantastic opportunity to have one of these with you yesterday so I could have an idea of how you were doing this. And let's just face it, I love perfume. And one of the things we've talked about for years has been what is a natural alternative? So I want to really speak into that. But what where my head goes with what you've been up to is sort of where I first met you and, and where you are today. When we first met, I, you back then were doing something really unique and really exciting and you had the Wondrous Beauty boxes. Now, this was before, I'm going to say, and, and not speaking from experience here, you might, you might be able to correct me on this, but mm. before the, the box, subscription box thing became a really big thing. You know, yeah. you've got subscription boxes everywhere now. There are sites you can go to to literally look up subscription boxes of any description from kids, toys, to books, to makeup and products and perfume, everything. But you were doing this how many years ago now? Six, yeah, so, seven years? Yeah, at least. So t- I know 2016 was when I uh, the kernel of the I, the seed of the idea happened. Yeah. And, and, you know, you take the year and a half to actually formulate it and pull it together mm-hmm. anyway. So, yeah, it's a little while now. But yeah. That- that it, and you're right, for Australia, it was very early days for subscription boxes of any sort of kind. But yep. what had happened was I had done a trip to New York um, mm-hmm. with my kids and and had at the time because I was interested in natural and started doing my own research and things, you go mm-hmm. over to the US and there's already a lot of stuff happening. And I took myself along to some conferences that were on, beauty conferences and things yeah. like that. And um, felt completely out of my depth, of course, but they had, there was a few little subscription boxes there at some of these things that I'd never heard of before and had never seen it as a model at all before. Mm. So that was then for me the way I was like, wow, okay, I can see how this will work as, as a model and as a way for people to explore the, the natural mm. range to give them. So Wondrous Beauty was all about um, a beauty routine in a box but with different brands that were all 100% natural and curated in terms of what I'd done in the research and so and there were those sample sizes so that people could then explore and see which one worked for them to make that mm. switch out a whole lot easier. So that's, yeah, that sort of journey there of travelling, seeing something, how it could work, bringing it here. Uh, were the yeah. early days for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I subscribed to one of these boxes. I had it coming to my doorstep for a long time and I loved it. It was an amazing way to experience products. I thought, what an amazing concept. And the thing was that I could see your passion in it because you you were really passionate and still are obviously about natural health. So, you know, people's environment, what they're putting on their body. Uh, I, I've heard you speak a number of times about this and, and the importance of this. And our listeners have heard me, you know, speak about this with various guests that have come in. But the thing that I love is that you you went, okay, this is a thing that I'm doing because I want to find a way to get these natural products into people's hands and let them try. And I really felt as well that it was also a passion to support those businesses that were going out of their way to create these products too. Would that be fair to say? Correct, for sure, yes. So in doing this, you then, now you're not doing that anymore. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that journey yeah. was for you and what happened and what changed? Yeah, um, so I always believe that everything happens for a reason and on that particular journey, one, I learned a huge amount about the natural space and made a lot of connections because every one of those companies we then had to 
meet and, and, you know, create those connections and relationships with. What I could start to see that was if I needed, in order to turn the boxes into a more scalable business, it was going to require that I would sell the full sizes because you were, you were all getting samples in those boxes, but mm. that was it. And people kept saying to me, so when I want to buy from you now because you've, you've brought me in on this box experience, I want to purchase the full size. And I hadn't, an e-commerce at that time wasn't so easy to set up. Shopify was not the way it is now. And the idea of doing that, it just felt a little bit too big for me at that particular time. My business partnership at the time wasn't really working out either uh, with mm-hmm. that particular business. So that uh, affected the in, the inspiration, the drive, the passion to whether you're going to put this next lot of energy into it. Yeah. But what I did see along that journey when we put together the one of the very last boxes was a natural perfume box. And it it was the one where people were, were really interested and they were like, oh, my gosh, I've, I never even knew that there was this thing called natural perfume, whereas your skincare, your beauty, everyone like had really started to get to know that. Mm. So that was for me where the little light bulb goes on and says, okay, what's smart is to specialize here rather than Mm. trying to be another flora and fauna, another nourished life because there's some really great sites out there now that do a lot of those natural products. Mm. How about we really hone it down and focus and get really good at this one area and own that area that there's not a whole lot in yet, Uh, it's not as well known and it still aligns with my passions and my values and how I live and let's, let's own that space. I love that. What a great concept. And I I just want to touch on that for a second because we talk a lot about niching down on your audience, but what you've actually said is I'm going to go further and niche down on the product. So it's Mm -hmm. not that you're not passionate about and can't source these other products, but it is I'm listening to what people are saying, my tribe, and that's the clear thing here, your people are saying to you, Mm -hmm. and that is, and I remember having the conversation with you. It's actually quite funny because before all this happened, while I was getting these boxes and right as we had started connecting, I remember reaching out to you saying, hey, Jessica, can you help me with some natural perfume? Because one of my very favorite luxuries that I love and always have loved is perfume. Mm. However, I am married to a man who can't, he gets quite hay fevery and 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 upset with mm. chemical-based perfume. And at first I didn't understand why. Obviously, I've got a much better understanding of it now. But mm. I, in our early stages of our relationship, had to stop using perfume because he just couldn't handle it mm. and he, he couldn't be around me if I was wearing it. So, which for some people, they're like, well, you know, that at times could be a blessing, but yeah. other times <laughs> not so much. Yeah. So I remember reaching out to you saying, how do I have the best of both worlds? Mm. Is there a way that you can help me find some perfume that's natural that doesn't upset him so I can still wear perfume and at the time I remember you saying hold that thought I'm looking into it so (laughs) I love the fact that you've niched down not just on your audience but your product and the reason I want to bring this in here is because we've got people who are very very blessed to be able to be in a business that they haven't had to do all of the running around to set up so Mm -hmm. they get to come into a company that's already done the marketing for them they've already got all of the product created ready to go and for a minimal fee they can jump in start their own business and sell these products the issue i see is that a lot of them will be they'll be given a full range that they can sell Mm. and they come in and they go well i can sell everything so i will sell everything to everybody 
And I just want to encourage people to listen into what Jessica is saying there, which is that you've also got really clear about which product your people are asking for as well. Mm-hmm. Now, can you talk a little bit about, you know, yes, you had that box with the perfume that, that you know, was your starting point. Mm-hmm. I know you're a researcher and I'm pretty sure you didn't leave it at that and go, right, great, okay, I'm going to just fully go into perfume. What did you do next to then ensure that this was a direction that you should be investing your time and money into? Yeah. So obviously then you have to start seeing is there a market? Are people sort of lo- looking for it? So I started my first business when I was 19. So I've been doing this for a long time now <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> all right, by that time I now know I need to go and start looking at search volumes in SEO, mm-hmm. right? You go onto Google and you, you, you whether you've got a, a Google account or not, you can. there's very various ways now where you can find out search volume. That gives wow. you a good indication of mm-hmm. what are people searching for, where, what parts of the world are they searching for, what sort of volumes are there, that gives you a kind of a good indication. Um, then it's starting to look for, in my particular case, is there enough product in a way? Because, okay, I want to I want to um, specialise in natural perfume, but is there actually enough good, good brands to, to actually represent? Um, because you can get, you know, little natural perfume blends, um, little essential oil blends and things like that at your local markets, but I wanted it to be, you know, the same as if you were getting some of your luxury perfumes. So the mm-hmm. bottle... The bottle, the look, the aesthetic, the founders, the, all of it is part of the experience of perfume. So there was research into, okay, well, what sort of brands are out there here in Australia, overseas, and even in the the sort of three years of doing this and looking in natural perfume, this is you can start to see the growth because at the beginning three years ago, not so many brands and now all of a sudden there's some really incredible brands coming and the quality is lifting in that area. So it's researching that that side of things. So really, to me, it was just about search volume. What were my customers telling me that they were really interested in and struggling with? What what problem? How big is the problem? How much are they feeling that problem? To then go, uh, and really, I only need, I think, probably about 30% of that to be t- pushing me in the right direction. Then there's another at least 30 to 40% that's instinct and kind of going, am I willing to do this? Is this something that I'm willing to put my time and effort into? And the rest is faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's so true though, right? Now, Jessica, I want to talk to you about the uniqueness uh, of your of each of your businesses in a moment. But I just want to um, talk about the ups and downs. You've been in business since you were 19. Um, you've had multiple businesses over that time. And I've watched you go through challenges and continue to get back up and say, what am I learning? What am I learning? What am I learning? But mm-hmm. can you just share a little bit about what those ups and downs have looked like for you? And, you know, I guess where I'm going with this is I, I want our listeners to hear that it's not all ups and it's not all cruising. And I know that you've had some of those challenges along the way. So would you mind just sort of sharing us what that that journey has looked like for you? Sure. It's definitely not all ups. Otherwise, I'd be on the highest of mountains of <laughs> everyone right now. <laughs> um, yep. And I've, I have very many friends who are also running their own business and have done for a very long time and seen very much 
the ups and downs and uh, that mm. are inevitable in this sort of a, a journey. I mean, at the very beginning, the, the being so young and naive, you make a whole lot of mistakes a- along the way, but they're smaller ones because you don't have as much money. <laughs> to yeah, say. This is true, yeah. <laughs> when you get a little bit older. Uh, it probably so still felt as big though, right? Because $100 to someone who only has $200 feels yeah. about as big as someone who's only got a million dollars and spends that, right? So it's all right. relative. All relative. So I've had business partnerships that haven't quite worked out mm. and at, pretty much at the end of each of those chapters has been um, a moment where I can make the decision, do I keep going or not? Mm. It's been many, 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 many times where I'm like, why don't I just go and get a job? Why don't I just go and like, and I picked up the paper and like started looking in the old days when there was the paper. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so feeling you with this. I've been there. I've been there, done that so many you times. Pull it out or you put on to seek, all right, facilitate a job, speaking job, because that's what I do. I do it really well. It's easy. Let's just have yeah. a look and see. And I, I probably put through a few applications for jobs, but haven't even really got call ups for them. But each of those times you make that sort of cross moment and you go, no, actually I've still got the fire. Mm. Yeah. The fire inside. I'm not finished yet. This hasn't been finished yet right, yeah. to myself. So, all right, okay, I'll get up and keep going. But the mm. biggest one was when my marriage um, fell apart and I had a four-year-old and a nine-month-old baby. Now, I wasn't running a business during that period of time I of uh, having small children. So from the birth of my first, I do remember uh, in being in the ward after having given birth uh, with my first child and taking a call for an interview because <laughs> I was still running my business at that time. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Right. The young entrepreneurs, we were all about inspiring young entrepreneurs and so they wanted to know about like, what entre- young entrepreneurs are up. And I was taking a call after <laughs> birth. But it's once I got into motherhood and things, it was something I just wanted to go full into and so very much took the, those three or four years off. But once my when my marriage fell apart, that was a really hard moment where I f- had felt that anything that I'd achieved previously in business had amounted to nothing in a way. Mm. I, I felt like a complete failure <laughs> because here I am, wasn't this supposed to be something that was forever and and easy in a way and all full of ups, of course, isn't that yep. what married is? <laughs> and also had an ex, ex-husband or husband at the time who was an exceptionally gifted and successful entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And as the, the high achiever that I am, I did all of the comparison yeah. Oh, he's smarter than me and, and is better at business than me. It's not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, look after the kids and get a job, Jessica. And and to the point where I'd been speaking on stages for a long time previously and I could not even get up and speak on a stage. I mm. couldn't even find my voice enough to do something like that. But once I had made my way through that real murkiness of needing to do the, the separation parts, um, which – that was a whole challenge to itself and I learned a lot about myself. It then helped to catalyze going into a lot of the personal development stuff and my spiritual development stuff. And it was, I saw, I remember during that period, I saw a, a YouTube video of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. And, right? 
And it was this piece where he he sort of literally felt like he was speaking to me, but he wasn't. He said, if you're, uh, you know, in your 40s, and I was just about to sort of hit my 40s, if you're in your 40s, it's not over because, you know, yes, you may not know social media and things like that, but you've got experience, you've got networks, you've got job history that these Mm. kids don't have, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just one of those moments where it's like, yeah, you know what, I'm not finished yet. I love that. So I can learn those things. Sure, I can learn those things. Mm. And, yeah, I know people and I I can. So over those next few years I did a lot of study. That's where I went deep into the natural things because my life had sort of sent me in that direction Mm. as well and I could start to see the opportunities again. So my brain starts firing up again and and then that's where Wondrous Beauty sort of came out of from Mm. there. So I guess it's each time asking myself the question, am I done yet? (laughs) No, all right. Guess what? You're getting back up again. <laughs> That's amazing, and I'm so glad that you shared that story. I know I've I've heard that story um, previously, and I found it so incredibly inspiring. The first time I heard that story was not long after I'd gone through my own separation and was going through that journey myself. So it was really amazing to hear from somebody, and I know. Some of our listeners out there right now are probably feeling that sense of I'm too old or I've just been left behind or it's too late for me. And I just love that concept of, am I done? No, I've still got a fire in my belly. I'm going to keep going. But you applied one thing to that 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 really resonates with me here and I just want to really point this out. And that was you didn't do what you thought you needed to do. You had a fire in your belly to serve, but you went out and you found out what your audience wanted. And you really focused on what their needs were. So you didn't do the, okay, I love natural beauty and so I'm just going to ram it down everyone's throats how much they should also love it. You actually mm. looked into how you could serve your audience and and married that together with what you're also passionate about and found that, I feel like you kind of found that middle ground that was a, right, I really believe in this and I'm meeting a need all at the same time. Um, and you've looked at it from both angles, which is just so powerful. So mm-hmm. I just, just want to really congratulate you on that because I feel like that's quite a rarity that people um, really focus from both angles there and you've done that. The other thing I really love, Jessica, and I, I also want to just bring this in here is you recognize that you have all the people around you with the skill sets that you need. And I know that you lean in on that a lot because one of the things that you and I actually were able to connect over in the early days was I wanted education on natural products, but you wanted education on social media. And so you sought that information out from me to get the help that you needed to help you in that space instead of just saying, oh, well, I just don't know how to do it, so I'm just not going to. I'm going to hire somebody else. You actually educated yourself by leaning on others. I'm sure that you've done that in other areas of your life as well, or I should say not just with social media and your business. Are there some other spaces where you recognized, I don't have a skill in this space, I'm going to just seek it out right now and go find it? Yeah, pretty much every single part of business. (laughs) (laughs) Like what I'm good at Mm. is educating Yep. In a really, uh, you know, a highly dynamic, engaging way, I can speak, I can create, educate. That's that's pretty much the 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 thread that has gone through all of my businesses. The very mm. first business was a tutoring business. The next one was a youth development and training business. Mm. So that's that's the skill I guess I come back and lean on. Everything else 
I've had to had to learn or find the people who can do it. And that yeah. I remember in my first business teaching myself MYOB. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yuck. Compared to now when you just set up zero and it's just there and you you know you find a great bookkeeper who sets it up. So we every element C type personalities right now going, what's wrong with MYOB? <laughs> oh, and great. That's your thing. And you they love that. it. They <laughs> yeah. All of the little codes and things like that. But with perfume in particular, it's been a massive, massive learning curve. Mm. Massive learning curve. Because perfume is considered a dangerous good. Is it really? I guess because it contains alcohol, right? It contains alcohol and so it is flammable. So do you know what de- what degree or certificate I've just had to complete? I now have, I'm certified in dangerous goods transportation. <laughs> oh, I love it. Put that one on yeah. your wall and frame it. On my wall and frame it. I can't even, the book I had to like make my way through because it's not my genius of my business partner. Hers yeah. is the branding and the marketing and the social media and that's her thing. Whereas mm. sitting and like learning that stuff, it's, I like the research. I actually like to learn those things. So it's almost everything from, the web development and and the user experience who knows about that let's go and learn from them to the seo to the even this online virtual learning experience etc it's every every element of it and as much as possible we try and find people who it's their thing mm. right and they love to teach it or show you about linkedin at the moment right mm. so linkedin is our, is one of our our key pillars in our marketing we can see because it is a whole lot more, you know, direct, but you get to build some personal brand within there. It's still quite white ocean in a way uh, in in some areas Mm. too. So it's a key element of ours to always be learning from those who know how to do it rather than either not doing it because you've got no option really these days. You can't not do it. Yeah. Or trying to then learn it to do it yourself. Because even I've, I'm a big believer in even if I have a digital marketing agency coming in and helping with it or the SEO, I need to understand some of the basics of it. I need to understand some of the fundamentals of it because otherwise you don't know if they're just taking your money and not doing anything. That's exactly right. Yeah. And such a <laughs> and big you thing. Speak some of the language as yeah. well to, to be useful. Yeah. And I, I do just want to remind people of the importance of that too. It, it's such a, you know, I see so many people making that mistake where they go, okay, I don't understand, so I'm going to hire someone who does. But how do you keep, how do you, what are your key performance indicators to know that that person's actually doing a good job for you and your money's being well spent? So, yeah, such an important one. Now, you've talked about partnership a couple of times. I know that you have had the ups and downs of partnership as well. What have you learned about forming a good partnership over the years, Jessica? That's a really good question. Oh, it's a tough one. That's right. (laughs) Because I've had I've had a fair few now. Yeah. And and I think now that I've done a fair bit of my own personal development as well, I was clearly not seeing a pattern in myself Mm. that had repeated and meant the same things were happening each time. Yeah for me to now actually see that and do it differently this time around. So the self-awareness part from in any partnership, this is the main thing you master is yourself yes. and, and learning and seeing your own patterns in order to, to have the best partnership. Same in marriage, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the most important um, element is the honesty from the get-go. Mm. 
in in terms of you know, what are you bringing into it? What are they bringing into it? That's not just their own skills, but money. You have to be able to talk about how much are you going to put into the business? How much? How long Who's are you okay with not getting paid? Mm. Because that's the reality in the startup. Because uh, everyone's got different financial circumstances as well, and unless you're super uh, aware and honest about those things, that can get in the way. Mm. But I. It's also an understanding that partnerships are about there is an ebb and flow to it as well mm. and also there's a time at which it may end and that's okay as well. But it's real clarity early on who's doing what, who's yeah. responsible for what, where does the money sit and, and getting it formalised in an agreement yeah. is really important. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And you touched on something there, which I think is really important, really powerful. And I know that this is another whole conversation, but you talked about recognize uh, that self-awareness and cycles. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about cycles on this podcast. What, you know, if you're happy to share, what are some of the strategies that you've used to help you with those? Because it's not, it's not just a matter of identifying. It's also a matter, right, of, of, of dealing with how you handle those cycles and what you do moving forward. And sometimes we need to get assistance and help to do that. Can you share, you know, a little bit around, you know, some of that discovery for you and, and how you've shifted that in? Because you've gone into another partnership now, obviously, which is this amazing new business, which I do encourage people to check out. And we will talk about it in a moment. But, what have you done in that space to to ensure that this business, um, uh, you're you're all over it as far as those self cycles are concerned? Mm, it's good for me. My own personal self development is actually an ongoing focus. Mm. Whereas before it was really about professional development, like what other skills can I grow? What else can, am I able to do? Yep. Yeah. Whereas now the focus is who who am I? Who am I being? Mm. Why do I do those things? Um, and so it's a continual learning there. So I that's everything from reading of books and the podcasts that you've probably heard a lot about through other other guests on on this channel as yeah. well. I learned from an incredible mentor, Pauline Newen, who is the mm. spiritual entrepreneur. Yep. and follow a lot of her work, do a lot of work with her actually, and that has really helped for me to identify what were the what were, what were the programs that I was running. Yep. On default and unconsciously. And that was everything down to uh, the conditioning we have around what marriage is and what it's supposed to be and then what expectations that creates for yourself and then suffering when life doesn't live up to that that expectation. Just all of those stories effectively yeah. that run our life we don't even realise. And how do I become aware of those? How do I then truly look at them and go, is that what I want or not? Mm. And making the choice yeah. is that um, that is a continual and ongoing process. And so I have a particular fascination and love for quantum, quantum mechanics, quantum, mm. the quantum field and all that is spiritual because the more I learn there, the more I see how beneficial it is to everything that I do in my life. Yeah. And if you were to ask my ex-husband even, who I'm exceptionally good friends with, we were having dinner last night with our children after a school event, that. and that's if you were to say from who I was before to who I am now, it's almost literally a whole different person Yeah, because of 
of that work that's being done. Yeah, so powerful. And, and I really, again, congratulate you on that ongoing learning. And I think any of our listeners right now that, that are going, yeah, cool, what? Because I've just <laughs> sensed there'd be a few people going, okay, what did she do? Because I know there are cycles. I understand this. I've, I've got that little piece of self-awareness now, but then it's another step to know what to do about it. And just a reminder that it is that ongoing process. You never actually have this nailed, but as long as you're, you're always, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, when the student's ready, the teacher shows up. And there have been times in my life where I've gone, okay, cool. I'm there's, I'm, I identify something that I need to, I need some help with. And this is just a self-talk thing. I know this sounds a little bit, some people will be going, this is, sounds really weird, but I, I kid you not, every time I have this conversation with myself, I say, right, I'm, I'm aware that there's something going on here. I'm I'm ready for to learn, to understand, to to take that next step and to challenge myself to to move through that and past it and learn. Um someone will show up in my world that's got that little piece of knowledge and it may not be a teacher, it may just be somebody that you have a conversation with and they guide you towards a book or towards a podcast or you know you go, oh right, okay, great, I'm gonna jot that one down. And um you you've always got around you what you need at any given time in order to to do what you need to do, learn what you need to do, be who you need to be. It's just whether or not your eyes are open to those things around you. And I can just sort of see that in those patterns with you as well, Jessica, where you've gone, great. Okay. I need to learn social media. Who have I got around me? Ah, there's someone right here. Cool. I need to learn about, you know, transporting dangerous goods. Awesome. I, <laughs> I can do the learning to do that. I've got a book. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. Now there's so many questions I want to ask you, but I'm going to have to rein it in because uh, otherwise we could be here for another hour and we don't have time for that. But I want to talk to you about the uniqueness of your businesses. One thing that's really stood out to me right from when I first met you to now is how you grab what your audience wants, what you're passionate about, and then you find your USP, your unique selling proposition um, in that. Now, with the business you have now, you are selling natural perfumes online. Now, first you go, okay, well, how on earth? Because this is a converting people, right? So people that buy normal, you know, commercial brands of perfume, and it's it's that shifting them towards something new, which is trying a, a natural perfume. So naturally, there's this question, which is, okay, well, how am I going to smell that so that I know what what's going to suit me and work for me? Now, I asked you this question and you said, that's okay. We're going to have a sensory experience. And I'm thinking, how are we going to do that online? And we did this yesterday and I was blown away because through that experience, I was able to get a really good sense of which perfumes would be right for me and which ones I really wanted to try. And you then gave me an opportunity to just get some little two mils of those ones that we'd narrowed down to through asking very specific questions and going through some very interesting scenarios and you're able to nail that down and, uh, you know, I've now got some some two meals on the way to, to try and then decide what my new perfume will be. But I just want to ask, how do you get there? Because you did this with Wondrous Beauty and we've heard about how you discovered the box concept. How did you get there with this? And you went, okay, here's going to be the thing, here's the thing I'm going to do that's just different to everybody else. Was that conscious mm. or accidental? Well, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, we were just talking about our 
what you were talking about before is is our continual conversation with the field basically mm-hmm. the field of all possibility and it resonates with us and we we have a thought and now I'm ready to to learn it responds and if we're open and aware and we see the message that comes in it's there so and we co-create with that right so it's a it's a little bit of both it's a it's a conscious and and a, a faith piece in terms of it will start landing mm-hmm. if you're ready to listen in so as a speaker, presenter, facilitator, teacher of sorts, it's, it is one of my um, more super instinctual powers of ha- always be listening, always listening, always listening, mm-hmm. always listening, so that when I'm speaking and presenting, it's never just always push. It's a continual two-way. Yeah. So that I have, sure, I have content I want to deliver to them, but I don't just then go, here it is. Mm. It, I have to respond to who's in front of me. I have to get them involved. I have to listen to what they're saying and how they're responding to it to then adapt what's this next part and how I bring it in mm. and how do I connect it. So I think wiring-wise, that's kind of wired there for me so that when I bring that into this sort of environment, I'm always listening. I'm always mm. listening. But also because, as you said before, I want to serve. So when people have a problem, I want to help and I want to solve it. And, but then I start going, well, if she's got that problem and I want to solve it, probably means more people have got that problem too. <laughs> so that then helps to get go, okay, h- how can I solve this problem in a way? But it's also experimenting, experimenting with a few different ways. So I've also there's an analogy that I use here now because I've started a new sport. So during lockdown, I, during a I meditation, I, saw this I had a yesterday. Vision, yeah, I had a vision of myself doing archery, uh-huh. and so I look up archery uh, during lockdown because I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do as soon as lockdown's finished. I'm going to take up a new sport. It's going to be archery. <laughs> it's just up the road for me. Oh my goodness! Seriously, it's like just up the wow. road for me. Okay. So as soon as it finished, I went up there. Anyway, there's this thing in archery where when you arrive and you get your gear all set up, your first few rounds, you're not worried at all about trying to get in the middle, right, on straight in the middle of the target. You're interested in putting a a few arrows down and seeing where the pattern is. Ah. Yeah, you you group them in a Mm -hmm. way. If they're all landing in a similar area on the target, that's really good, even if it's not right in the middle. Because what you've found is the pattern and now you can adjust your scope to then get closer to the middle, Yeah. right? So you've got to put enough experiments out there to start seeing, well, where is the grouping and the patterning before I then adjust my scope to then get it closer to the middle of the target? So with the perfume, it's been everything from inviting people into my home and having them actually smell the perfume and listening in. What are the problems? What are they interested in? What what stands out for them? What questions do they want me to answer for them? Then it's just selling it online. And what what um, what emails do we get sent where people are like, do you have one that's like this? Or my wife's been told she can't wear perfume anymore by her doctor. Do you have something for da-da-da-da? Like all of those little bits of data come in and then as as you had your experience, that's sort of what the first time I did that with someone, it was literally just like, let's just give this a go mm-hmm. and see. How does this go if I talk to someone about this over the internet while I'm smelling it and speaking to them? And they just loved the personal interaction mm-hmm. and the storytelling and the all of those types of things. So we've put enough experiments out in a way to start seeing where the grouping is to go, ah, this is where 
the little pocket sits mm. to now go, all right, let's put a bit more focus on this part and how do we now optimise that experience and make it seamless and make it replicable in a way and then scalable eventually. Oh, so powerful. I love that. What a little nugget of gold right there. I love that. So finding the patterns. And I love that you've really touched on the question asking process and the paying attention to the little things. Awesome that you've taken up archery too. I saw a little video of that yesterday and oh my goodness, she looks like a pro. (laughs) What an interesting sport to just randomly decide to take up though. It's the best. It's really, one, it's completely yeah random in a way and something I would never have thought or seen yeah. myself doing. But the group of people who are at archery are super interesting. They're definitely those who, they're not, they're not the rugby players and the cricketers or the netballers, et cetera, but they still love this idea of, of accuracy and, and a weapon and, and there's so much we can learn from sport and particularly I'm finding with archery from lessons for life. life. Awesome. So good. And yeah, look, you've got an amazing story right there. So if nothing else, it's definitely served its purpose. (laughs) For a (laughs) keynote speaker, those sorts of stories are always very important, right? Right. (laughs) Um, So just really quickly, if we've got a listener right now who is wondering, what can I do to find out about my USP? How do I stand out? How do I make my business stand out? Particularly somebody who might sell a product that lots of other people sell. You know, do you have any advice that you would offer them? Um, You know, maybe they're struggling in their business right now and they feel a bit stuck and they're just wondering how can they stand out and be a little bit different? Hmm. Uh, Two things come to mind is going and asking those people who you have worked with before Mm -hmm. in terms of either sold with before or keep coming back to you in a way and asking them what is it about, what I offer, how I do it, the experience you've had with me. And you need to ask that of enough people, a bit like, you know, throwing the arrows down. You need to ask that enough to then find the the trends there. That's definitely one way. But the other way... Where I got that idea of the subscription box was travel. Mm. So it's stepping outside of your industry, your area, your whatever it might be. It's going and having those almost random but not so random (laughs) experiences that help you to see maybe something that someone is doing in the plumbing industry or boating might give you that way of going, ah, if – Everybody else who's got the exact same products, in a way, are all doing uh, reels. Mm-hmm. So this was the one I just saw the other day, Gary V saying, uh, YouTube shorts, mm-hmm. right? So what, it's like little things like that that you go, ah, oh, everyone is on yeah. IG and et cetera, are all trying to jump into the TikTok. But, oh, I've just heard Gary V and, you know, his stuff usually then totally blows up. Yeah, that's up. right. <laughs> Maybe instead of that, I'm going to do a YouTube shorts. That's just one example, right? Yep. It's it's more just one asking directly those who've already worked with you before mm. to then and see what patterning's coming back there. But to step outside your own little sphere mm. and maybe there's some little gems there of that little bit of a different mm. way to come at it. Love that. So good. Now, I want to jump into our really our fun questions quickly before we wrap up. So, very first one of those is, Jessica, what is your favourite book for us to add to our Accelerator book list? 
I would actually say it is The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur by Pauline Newen. Okay, good one. Awesome. So we'll pop these in the show notes, by the way, everybody, along with, I better just touch on this quickly, Sensorium, if anyone wants to check your website out, whereabouts can they go? We will put in the show notes, but for those that are just listening right now, can you direct them where they can go and how they navigate that site? Of course. So it's Sensorium, which is spelt Sensor I am because we like to play with words. I love it. So you go on com and you can navigate your way to book a consultation, which is exactly what Sam did to have that personal one-on-one experience. Or you navigate through the brands. There's a really great scent quiz that helps you to work out what category you might sit in mm. that helps you to navigate which ones to look at. Um, or then follow along on the Instagram and, and, uh, and the like to then see what takes your fancy. Love it. And they all look amazing, by the way. So I love that. All of the bottles, you are pulling them out yesterday and I was like, oh, I want to love that one. Oh, I want to love that one. So um, they are absolutely stunning. So I'm really excited to get mine to try. And I love the process that you take people through. So if anyone's interested in that, definitely go to the website. We'll put it in the show notes as well in case anyone's having trouble getting there. Um, and I highly recommend booking a consultation with Jessica and, and going through that process of just, you know, smelling and, and learning and and chatting. So next question, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? Mm, This one was so hard because I'm a big, I've always been a Star Wars fan and now I'm a Marvel fan as well. (laughs) So it's a little bit like asking which Marvel fan is your favourite to have. (laughs) Um, And it's probably Doctor Strange in terms of that ability to in a way, just morph and play with the that that quantum field and the multiverses and move between the multiverses. Oh, that's a complex one. My goodness. <laughs> well, you, people usually say fly, but I like that. <laughs> no, it's good. I actually, um, my kids are right into Marvel. I've only watched a couple, so I actually don't know a whole lot about Doctor Strange, but I did promise my kids I'd watch another Marvel movie with them this weekend. So I'll probably be all up to date by the time yes. we get to Monday next week. So next question, what is your favourite quote? Uh, my favourite quote is a Yoda quote. <laughs> which, oh, I love Yoda quotes. All right, yeah, go for it. Uh, do or do not, there is no try. Definitely one of my very favourites. Um, I love that. Awesome. And last question, if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? All the places you'll go. <laughs> you know, it's one of my favourite Dr. Zeus books and mm-hmm. anytime I see it or read it, it just, it's a great one about seeing the ups and downs, you know, it's your mm. great, great heights and you'll see the, all the sights. And then the next page it goes, and some days you won't. Yeah. You'll be right down here in the waiting room. A lot of wisdom. Every time I remember doing a keynote for some students, some high school students uh, many, many years ago and and reading a few parts from that because it's just so perfect to understand. Mm. Highest of heights, lowest of lows, that is just life. You pick yourself up and you keep on going because, oh, the places you'll go. Oh, I love it. So much wisdom in our friend, Dr. Seuss. Yes. That's, and on that note, I think that's a perfect place for us to finish up. But thank you so, so much for joining us today, Jessica, and sharing your wisdom and your passion with us. And uh, yeah, really appreciate you and, uh, and you sharing your stories. So thank you so much for coming on in today. 
Thank you, Sam. It has been an absolute pleasure. Beautiful. And thank you as well again to all of our beautiful listeners. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. But again, thanks for tuning on in and we look forward to having you join us again on the podcast next week. But bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.